Welcome to the Weird Internet Podcast. We are your friendly internet explorers here to document and discuss the internet's most fascinating events and communities. I'm your host, Jarrell, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Alejandro and Chris. Say hello, guys. Hey, guys. Hi there. <laughs> oh, no. That's a premonition. Uh, Hondro has been replaced by Mickey uh, because today's a special episode. Uh, it's an episode that is very close to Hondro and myself's hearts uh, due to being in proximity to uh, this said fan community. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Disneyland superfans. It's going to be quite a dense episode because there's just so much fluff. So, are you guys down to mouse? Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, I can just tell this episode's gonna be going somewhere. That's gonna uh, be good. Well, anyways, I'm going to hand it off to Chris to kick us off on the just this community itself. All right, let's do this. So today. We're talking about Disneyland and its related online communities. Uh, so here's a quick overview. So to narrow our scope, we're only going to be talking about groups that somehow relate to the Disney parks, specifically in Anaheim. Um, Disney World's cool and all, but we're, we're going to skip over that for today. While some of the groups we're going to talk about also include the other parks and other fandoms, we're going to try to keep the conversation around Disneyland groups specifically, um, since we've already covered furries. Yuck! <laughs> a bit of background on the parks. So Disneyland opened in the July of 1955, and California Adventure, uh, the sister park, opened in February of 2001. And over the years, the parks have only increased in scope, constantly adding new lands, parking structures, and internet fandoms. Um, and most recently... Star Wars Galaxy's Edge launched in 2019, and Marvel's Avengers Campus is going to be opening in July 2021. Looking forward to it, which is replacing Bugs Life Land. What? Um, and so rest in peace, Flick. Daddy wants a selfie with Captain America. <laughs> Ooh, you hate to see it. You hate oh, to see man, it, dude, I'm a little sad. Bugs Life was like, that's like childhood memories right there. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes eras have to end for you to get those rock hard abs of uh, Chris Hemsworth, right? Is it? Is that the? Is Chris, that Captain Chris America? I, I think you're talking about Chris is it Liam? Pratt. No, 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 no. See, Chris Pratt? Huh? No, Chris Evans. Sorry, sorry. That's Captain America. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What oh about Chris Yamamoto? So huh? What about Chris, Chris Yamamoto? It's always about Chris Pratt and Chris Evans. It's never about Chris Yamamoto. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I mean, that's fine. I mean, anyway, anyway. Um, back to the internet communities. So, um, there's two broad groups of, um, you know, people in these, like, in the Disneyland internet community. One, these are groups that plan meetups at the park. Um, and two are bloggers. And so these people are sharing all the up-to-date information and drama about the parks. Um, and everybody's a photographer, so... Honestly, any of these communities are all on image-based social media platforms. So you're going to see this like all over Instagram, Facebook, and the like. Interesting. Oh, oh no. Weird score of zero right off the bat. But <laughs> it's going to get it's going to get kind of weird, boys. I have a feeling it's going to get kind of weird. So how about we enter the commentary section of the podcast, where we take a deep dive into the interesting and weird aspects of the community. We had to cut a lot of shit from this episode. There was a lot. Uh, I think there was like double digit. We hit double digit pages and we had to condense it to like six. But dear listener, don't worry. We kept in all of the cringe groups because that's where the meaty, the meaty stuff is. Yeah, we don't want to so do without a, further ado, a weird internet podcast that isn't weird. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, why would we cover the wholesome shit when we can cover like Disney gangs. Uh, oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, okay. So, uh, so where do you guys want to start with this? Because there's a there's a lot of ways we could we could go. Oh man, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing that most people are familiar with um, in terms of these groups uh, would be, I think, cast members. I mean, that's just like the when you when I imagine walking into Disneyland, um, 
that's typically like, you know, the first thing that you encounter. So they're just like as a newbie, I think, into this community. Okay. So I guess right off the bat, Jarrell, because I've, I've only been to Disneyland like once or twice. Jarrell has been like close to 50 times. No, no, uh, no, so no, I've no. heard from him uh, <laughs> himself straight out of his mouth. So I was wondering, like, what are cast members like? Is that just like the furries that put on the mouse suits or is that like like who, who does that include? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you and I, we grew up here in sunny Southern California, uh, very, very close to Disneyland. So a bunch of our friends, I think, growing up, or rather classmates, one way or another, ended up kind of working at Disneyland. And I think that's what they call, like, Disneyland employees or something. They just call themselves cast members. Mm. And... Yeah, the first exposure, I think, for us was just, like, seeing them post stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Like, oh, look at me. I am I work for Disney now. I love this place. <laughs> and so I think that's, like, once again, that's, like, if we're, if we're talking about entry level to this, like, internet community or just, like, community in general, like, you got to start with cast members. And then that's okay. pretty much okay. it. <laughs> okay. It's interesting how the community kind of like involves themselves so closely with the company that they're just like, hey, why don't I just work for minimum wage on these like grimy ass rides? But honestly, no, I mean, there's some there's some jobs within like the parks that actually seem kind of cool, like just walking around. Honestly, I would love to walk around in a fursuit and just like be nice to little kids all day. That sounds kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you were a furry, like two, you you get to do two of your favorite things. You get to act. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> no that's what i'm saying is that i'm a furry or i mean uh shit have i revealed that on the podcast yet no 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 this or is, is that chris God, the i think listeners that was aren't supposed to know that but i uh, guess geez. they know now oh well Jesus. yeah Hodge all right well furry. cat's out of the bag um i'm out of the bag so yeah it's all yeah and in, in the fursuit wow in the fursuit of course yeah oh gosh all right so cast members it's kind of it's kind of cool they're like they're really involved in the community they're just like really involved community members of course some of them probably just are holding a job down which is totally cool too but yeah and uh one of the cool jobs that cast members have is like sitting at the booths for like pin trading and this kind of segues into like the next part uh which is like the whole pin trading aspect around disney which is kind of it's kind of cool there's some interesting parts to this so there are two main classes of pins. So there's like the official pins by Disney. And then there are these fantasy pins, which are designed, manufactured, and sold from the actual pin enthusiasts. And so for pin trading, for, for the official Disney ones and the fantasy pins, Disney actually provides a lot of opportunities to like trade the pins. So at the parks, there like I mentioned, there's those stands that are run by the cast members. And the cast members... So first of all, this is... Disney official pins only at these stands and the cast members have like the pins on the cork board and then they have like a lanyard with all their pins and if the tourist walks by and says hey I want that pin on your lanyard for this pin they, they literally cannot say no like they have to trade it and so lo and behold you have the cast members putting all their shitty pins on their, on their lanyards so that none of their rare ones get um get yoinked for like a common Olaf one. I don't know which ones are common and rare. That's just my intuition. Whatever. But yeah, beyond like the stands, there's also like offline events or offsite events. So not in the park. Uh, a lot of these are at convention centers. There's also like Anime Expo, Comic Con, Furry Festival. They cast like a really, they, they try to appeal to everyone. And also, you know, what furries don't like Disney? That's kind of like one of the inspirations for furries, right? Uh, Jarrell, can you back me up on that? Yeah, I mean, we, we did mention that, uh, you know, uh, Simba. Simba is a furry icon, so... That's true. Uh, but I was talking more from, like, personal experience. Like, when you go to furry <laughs> festival, like, do you do you often see... Like, do you do you have, like, a Mickey costume? Or you're, you're more of a goofy guy, though. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a goofy, so... Okay, yeah, just, okay. That's it's really hard to find, you know, goofy merch out there. So, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, Mickey steals a show, but yeah, with these like pins, man, it's weird because so on on site, there's also places where you can trade official and fantasy pins, and that place is Frontierland. 
And so that's at Disneyland. And this is kind of like the back alley where the drug dealers go to like make transactions and like get high on their own supply. But instead of getting high on their own supply, like they take selfies with their pins and then like <laughs> farm the likes on Insta. That's kind of like their way of like huffing. Um, anyways, so as far as the fantasy pins, it's kind of a weird dynamic because Disney actually doesn't condone the fantasy pins, but they also don't explicitly like crack down on the manufacturing and distribution of these illicit Disney pins, which is, I don't know, it's interesting because it's like, it's also free advertising at the same time. But some say, some of these community members have said that if you're caught snorting a line of Coke off of a fantasy pin, then you get like double conviction. You get 10 years for the possession of an illicit pin and then 20 hours of community service for the Coke because that's just how our country works. But, you know, it's <laughs> regardless, it's it's kind of a weird dynamic that Disney has with these like these fantasy pins. And then there's like a fucking rabbit hole with like cast members. They get their like cast member exclusive pins for like 15 bucks. And then they just like hike up the price for these collectors it's called sharking. I have like an anonymous source. That's where all my information for this shit is coming from, by the way, is like my, uh, yeah, you have like an inside source. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't worry. We get it, Hondro. You collect pins. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Dude, he's deep hey, in this man. community, man. <laughs> Listen. Online and offline. I'm just saying, man, there's some, there's some, there's some collectors, hardcore collectors that just, they can't help but getting their grubby little hands covered in churro sugar and funnel cake dust. All over that limited edition glow in the dark Corella Deville pin, Jarrell. Hey, we've man. already covered we've already covered this uh, in the interview, Chris. But Jarrell actually has a Corella Deville body pillow, and um, so wow. needless to say, he's gonna have pins. He's gonna have pins, etc. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it lays right next to my Elon Musk uh, pillow as well. So, and you don't invite me over? Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, dude. This was post. This was after. This is you know. Post the move, dude. So, sorry, Chris. Yeah. He actually has, like, a custom... You know, like, the voice actress for Cruella DeVille? He got, like, a cameo from her where she's, like... She just taps her six-inch nails on the table and she's, like... And he... I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of weird. I've heard it in the background when I've been over. Um, I don't question it because, you know, Drew's my boy. He can do whatever he wants. But, I don't know. I figured I'd bring it up here. Uh, sorry, Drew. Yeah, it, it acts, the public. It, it acts yeah. like white noise, you know? That's just... That's just... <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. Is that why you're breathing so heavily? I don't know. It was anyways. Um so moving just kind of like wrapping up this this Disney pin stuff. So the hardcore collectors, they they kind of like they can ruin it sometimes for the more casual people who just want to like chill, hang out with other like pin enthusiasts and just like collect and enjoy the artwork and stuff. Um the epitome of this is like there's a Disney Studio store in LA which is like kind of a Ghirardelli type store. And there are these pins of Disney characters eating ice cream. And this is called like Pin Trader's Delight and it's a whole collection. And if there's limited edition ones, so they'll put a number like like limited 300 or whatever. That's like the number of pins they have. These, these fanatics will go and they'll line up at the store and they'll just like snatch them up. And same thing for like if there's a new movie premiere, they'll have like designs, new pin designs for like those movies. And there will be like three to 500 pins and then like six plus hundred people will line up and it's not even first come first serve. It's a lotto system. So if you get there first, like if you miss your child's birth and like their first steps just to like get this pin, you're like, all right, I'm first. I got here six years early. Like it's all good. My kid's going to understand. I'm going to get him that Olaf pin. And then you get there and then they're like, oh, you got here first, but you drew number 501. So tough shit. Uh, sorry. Um, you can get a, you can get a popcorn bucket though, if you want. And you're just like, all right, cool. My life's over. So yeah, kind of, there's kind of some crazy like nuances with the pins. Um, especially a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't know from the outside. Um, so I'm very grateful to my, my source that had all this information. Thank you, source. You can't see, you can't see me, but I'm patting myself on the, on the shoulder. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Thank good. Thank you, source. You're the you best. Know, be- because of how big I feel like this, this certain subculture of this community is, yeah, it's really important that we had a, you know, we had a primary source because they get, they have some intricate, intricate rituals in this pin collecting community within the Disneyland superfans community within specifically <laughs> <laughs> just to, just so that our listeners can can follow along indeed 
You know, speaking of that, though, uh, among other things that are collectible, Hondro, I, I do believe that there's, uh, you, you mentioned uh, popcorn, uh, collectible popcorn buckets. And I know that that's not really something that's, that's too explored, but I, I do believe there are like, the, there are like two types of individuals that like desperately seek out these uh, popcorn buckets. Could you please enlighten our listeners? Yeah. So there's the <laughs> So there there's there's a few different types of people. There's a lot of types of people that go to Disneyland, but the ones we're talking about, there's like uh there's food bloggers, and those are the people that are like, you know, reviewing the the newest flavor of funnel cake toppings um every season. And then there's the merch bloggers, probably some pin bloggers included in that. And then there's the food merch bloggers and people in general. And so that's where you get like this weird intersection of like you want to collect something, but you also are really hungry and you just like waiting in line for three hours. So you're going to wait in line for limited edition popcorn buckets that change by the season. And apparently they're very nice buckets and the artwork is pretty cool as well. But it's just interesting. Like, dude, there's so many types of like little mini subcultures within the realm of like Disney fandom. And they had to choose merch food. <laughs> food merch, sorry. Listen, man. Some people need that the funnel cake uh, the funnel cake uh, holders. I don't know. The the churro sticks. It's a thing. I don't judge. I don't judge. You know, my my favorite food um, from uh, Disneyland has to be you know those like gigantic turkey legs that you can oh. i don't know where exactly you get them but like I, i've got them before and they're huge i really like those um is there a collecting community around that oh <laughs> uh, yeah i think they're like serial killers that like they collect the the bones out of the trash that people throw away from the turkey legs oh, like the okay so i'm not alone like some sort of ritual yeah <laughs> Okay, good. Okay, that's that, good. That, I, that for a moment, I thought I was like weird, but wait, now that I know that other people do it, then like this is normal. Wait, wait, Chris, that explains that like plastic box you have in the corner of your fridge, filled with bones, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, those, no, no, no. Th- those are those are like animal bones from like the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah oh, that's my God. Oh, oh, sorry, different box. My mistake. My mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think he will. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I think usually you use the turkey leg bones to feed the person you have trapped in your basement. That's kind of like the way that you do it. Yeah, but like, again, like I, I'm a collector first and foremost, and so oh, I don't yeah. like teeth marks on my bones. <laughs> and so I try not to use my Disneyland ones. But if I have to, I have to, you know, I can't be cruel, you know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Safe word is hyuk. <laughs> 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 uh, there's yeah. no safe word in chris's basement moving on no um i think there's there's a safe word there's a safe word yeah it is yuck. yeah it is yuck. <laughs> it is yuck it is yuck yeah just just the listeners yeah no uh chris chris is chris is very safe about these things so the, yeah we're, we're just super safe yeah i've screened many a yuck in chris's basement can confirm yes 100 percent um but anyways uh I think that the merch food people are definitely probably the, the, the weird, the, not really weird in and of itself, but they definitely have that interesting intersection between the different interests that permeate this community. Um, and speaking of which, we can't really continue on without mentioning uh, how, how everybody in this community, just in the fandom in general, is just obsessed with taking photos of everything. Like... <laughs> Like you know who they are, like you know who who like who who is a part of this community. Like whether it be you're a casual fan, you're a cast member, you're whatever it is, you know that they're a Disney like they're a Disney super fan because they, they make it known. They, <laughs> whether you're at the park <laughs> or you just see them, you know, on the internet, oh, they'll make it known that they're a part of this community. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, Jarrell. If they don't take a picture of them having a good time at the park, how will people know that they had a good time at the park? It's just, you know, you have to. I mean, well, there, there are other ways. You know, your, your enormous <laughs> stack of 
popcorn buckets, um, you know, bumper stickers. That's a, that's a huge one. Uh, your Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, I, I've seen people back in high school wear those. Uh, like to school? Oh, yeah, dude. Remember? Remember Crazy oh. Hat Day, stuff like that? Yeah, dude. It's not crazy. Oh, okay, there we go. There but, we go. like, yeah. you know, there's some undertones there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Safe words, well, yeah. Usually, if they wear the ears, <laughs> they wear the tail, too. And that's that's when it gets a little bit crazy. Well, that's when, you know, you're blurring the lines between furry community and uh, and Disney super fans. So it's really hard to tell. You know, you know got to toss that one up a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, so it definitely, uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you happen to go to Disneyland, yeah, be sure to take a look out. Uh, they're everywhere. Um, in fact, uh, one of our sources, uh, we recently did an interview with a said super fan, told us that about 90% of Disneyland attendees, this is prior to quarantine, uh, were annual pass holders or otherwise uh, part of this Disney fandom. So there's a higher chance that you will have met a super fan if you're walking around Disney um, than those who are just there to have a good time. And are, well, I mean, they're all there to have a good time. What am I saying? Uh, there that are just there, you know, casually. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining like the 90% of like those like really hardcore pin collectors just going around to like the four-year-old tourists that just got like a really cool pin and they're just like, um, like trying to like scam them out of their pins. Like, oh, hey, oh, hi there, little girl. Would you like a... That's a very nice Corella Deville pin, Jarrell. I'm so sorry, dude. I keep picking on you. Uh, I know, I know the Corella. I know like Corella Deville is your girl, but sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta do it for the comedy, you know. Hey, dude. No, 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 no issue there. You know, Corella Deville is being played by Emma Stone, and you know how much I love Spider Man. So, <laughs> damn. There we go. There it is. Anywho, I think. One thing that we definitely need to mention as we're kind of slowly working our way through these uh, these sub-communities in this uh, lovely, lovely Disneyland uh, community, uh, we, nev- we need to talk about those park events, all right? Tell me about those dapper days. Tell me about those gay days. Tell me about the bat days. Tell me about the gala day, all right? What are all those? I'm, I'm looking at this list, Tondro. I feel like did you just drop words? Are those words that you just said? Yes, those were What's all the a gala days. day, bro. Okay, well, I have very little knowledge about a lot of these. So, like Dapper Day, everyone just dresses up like really nice. I think, which is kind of a cool premise because a lot of times in California, you do not see people dressing up very nice. Um, and so, apparently, Dapper Day is like you just dress up really, really spiffy, like. And you go to the park and everyone's just like dressed really nice, which sounds kind of cool, actually. And I think this came behind like Dapper Dan. That's like a thing. Isn't that like the barbershop quartet people like the Dapper Dans who wear like the pinstripe suit and like the top hat uh, and the bow ties? I think that's Dapper Dan. I, I would um, like to think so. I'll right. take your word for it. <laughs> so i've heard uh you know just not not for me not for me going and uh, standing dapper dan but like from friends telling me Sources. how like awesome and kawaii da- uh, dapper dan is and having dapper dan uh funko pops and dapper dan body pillows i mean listen man dapper dan's a cool cool dude and like he looks good in that suit that's all i'm gonna say but like listen it is what it is it is what it is. wait so you're telling me there's, there's a stand community within this Sub community, goodness gracious! How how far does this rabbit hole go, Hunter? I <laughs> know, uh, dude. This is not me. Again, this is totally not me. So I don't know. Uh, gay days. I have not a clue what this is. Jarrell, could you maybe shed some light on this? Yeah, uh, I'm slightly. I'm a little familiar based on uh, some of our our sources as well as our our interview that we conducted. Um, yeah, so I think Gay Day, they it's like LGBTQ kind of focused, but the premise is that Disneyland gives, like, they choose a specific color, and that's, like, what you wear that day. I think they, like, also give, like, a specific t-shirt with that color or something. Um, and, yeah, they, Boy. like, that's, like, their thing. Like, you, you know that they're a part of this kind of gathering when they're wearing, let's say it's purple. Like, everybody shows up that day wearing purple, and you're like, okay, yeah, we know that they're there for that event. Um, 
I think that's what it is. Uh, I like it's it's kind of hard to find information on this because it was um, it's been a little while since Disney has been had obviously because of the park being uh, limited capacity. A lot more of those events have not been uh, recently posted about. So I'm yeah. gonna be real. This sounds like one big ruse by like a Disney exec to just have like everyone wear white and then just have like a wet t-shirt contest. Like I'm I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> that's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> Just well, the dude's a fucking pervert. <laughs> Happiest place on earth. He's like, you know, it's not just happy for the attendees. It has to be happy for the execs. <laughs> like, I better be. They have like a high rise. There's like a perfect view of like the. They have like a state. Oh my gosh, dude. I need to know about this now. I need to know where that high rise is. Just see all the execs like creeping over people. I'm pretty sure it's on top of the old Tower of Terror Tower. So, oh my like the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Tower thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's there. That's 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 why. Is that the tower where like people dump their dead relatives' ashes, and then it happens so much that you have to like clean out the the Tower of Terror area because there's just too many ashes? No, no, no. You're you're confusing that with uh, Haunted Mansion. <laughs> and to all listeners, we are not joking. That is actually what people do at the Haunted Mansion. Uh, fun fact. It's very fun. Anyways, uh, wow, that's a lot. We are we are definitely we, we have definitely covered a lot of things very quickly. Uh, but last thing that we do want to talk about, and I think this is one of Hondro's like favorite parts of this community, um, <laughs> is the Disneyland Social Clubs. Hondro, please. <laughs> Please give me a lowdown <laughs> about this wonderful, uh, often kind of odd part of this already weird <laughs> community. Yeah. So these, let's just be real. Social clubs is, is just a pseudonym for gangs. So these Disney, we'll just let's just call it what it is. They're gangs. Uh, so these Disney gangs, they often don matching vests or jackets. So you have like, you know, denim jackets and you'll have... Disney, you'll just have like a Disney character embroidered on the back. So, for example, my boy Mickey. We're not talking like new Mickey. We're not talking like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey. We're talking like OG Mickey, you know, like Steamboat, Steamboat Mickey. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, these these social clubs have some interesting aspects to them. A lot of like tattoos and piercings and body mods that are kind of like rites of passage. And again, I'm not in one of these social clubs, so I can't like firsthand attest that this is all like 100% true. But let me, I will say that they have been seen dominating the smoking sections, and it is very clear that they are wearing um, similar clothing, let's just say that. And yeah, if they're not smoking, they're vaping. If they're not vaping, they're, uh, they're penning it up. I don't know what's what's the what do the kids smoke with nowadays? They have like yuck yuck yuckleberry flavored vape juice. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't go to Disneyland anymore. <laughs> yeah, too many safe words. <laughs> oh my god. Mickey Menthol Mouse. I don't know. It, anyways, so yeah, the, it's it's kind of weird. Um, but it's not like they're going around like inciting violence. They're just. It's just kind of silly uh, at the end of it. They're mostly pretty chill. It's like some families even will like join these social clubs. Um, it's not different from any like other Disney fan group. It's just like, it's just a gang and it's kind of cringy. Um, and to illustrate the cringe, let's go ahead and list off some of these names. So we got the Main Street Elite. This is like one of the largest groups. Okay. The Neverlanders, one of the oldest groups, one of the OGs. Tomorrowland Ravagers. Oh. Uh, okay. Human Furniture. Oh. <laughs> uh, what? Sons of Anakin. Okay. Okay. The Hitchhikers. Interesting. Chris's Ribs. I'll just let you interpret that however you want. Mm. Jarrell's Enchanted Tiki Forearms. Yeah, that's my knitting arm. <laughs> the hidden mickeys and waltz misfits 
Uh, that's that has daddy written all over it. <laughs> so like, uh, like, what is, what is the sauce? <laughs> It's like, what, what is the best way we can throw Walt in there without sounding too, you know, unfamily friendly? And they're like, uh, Misfits kind of sounds a little naughty, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, to kind of to kind of put a bow on this whole, like, Disney gang stuff, there was this, uh, I guess this, this was, like, one of the more interesting interactions between gangs. Because when you think of gangs, you think of turf, right? You think of... You think of drive-bys, and you know what? There was the equivalent of uh, turf war between two Disney gangs, and so this was between the Main Street Fire Station Five Five Social Club and the White Rabbits Social Club. And so, essentially, what happened was Main Street Fire Station Five Five <laughs> planned a charity walk for 9-11 families okay and what happened was uh what's this guy's name so the okay i'm not going to say the name don't want to give any free advertising for gangs but the white rabbits club president confronted this uh main street fire station group and demanded 500 dollars in protection money First of all, what the fuck is that? Protection from what? You're at Disneyland, bro. What's gonna? What are you gonna do? From the guy who owns the place that likes the, to see people in t-shirts, obviously. <laughs> oh, there we go. I mean, the gang's name is White Rabbits. So that kind of says it all. Yeah. Those t-shirts. All right, all right. So then this this fire station guy does not pay, and then the White Rabbits guy launches like this crazy smear campaign. Which is, like, the most bitch-made thing you can do if you're, like, in a gang. This is, like... <laughs> imagine, oh, yeah, you're not gonna give me $500, man? Alright, cool. Let me flame you on Facebook. Let me talk shit on you online. It's like, are you serious, dude? And so, yeah, basically they just, like, defamed... They just, like, said all this shit about the leader of the main, uh, the main Street Fire Station gang. And, yeah, it was, like, a whole, a whole thing, but... They sued each other, and then base now Disney just does not let anyone organize 9-11 walks. So, congratulations, guys. You, you played yourselves. And also, you made a fucking mockery out of something that was supposed to be, like, really nice. So, Disneyland, uh, crackdown, and gangs are a joke. At Disney, Disney gangs, Disney gangs are a joke. Uh, other gangs, I have no opinion on. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 the lowdown. Wow, kind of nutty. That's that's. Wow. Uh, hey man, there's drama everywhere if you look hard enough. Anyways, I think though we've we've just given both the listeners uh, ourselves uh, a lot of just context <laughs> and commentary about these these uh, internet or not internet. Whoa, uh, these community subcultures. So. Why don't we just do some of our spicy takes about the Disneyland community in general? I think there's uh, there's quite a lot of them. So I'm going to say mine real quick. And this is something I've mentioned during our research. Uh, like low-key, but not low-key, Disneyland is a 24-7 convention for Disney fans. And hear me out. All right. You got Comic-Con. All right. You got Anime Expo. Each of those things are about a week long, and you can dress up as any character you want. You know, if it's anime-related, obviously for Anime Expo. Comic-Con, it's comic-related. Whatever. But for Disneyland, and Disney fans in general, you can just show up to the park, and I think there's that whole concept, Hondro, called like... Like... Was it Disney... Disney bounding? I think is that is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Disney bounding. There's like this thing called Disney bounding where like they can kind of like dress as like a background character, not like an actual, you know, headliner like, you know, dress up as Elsa or Anna or whatever. Um and people, yeah, they go to the park dressed up like them. Like a, a, a you know, like an adjacent character to to these to these uh main main cast stars or whatnot. And yeah, they just freaking cosplay at the park it's like they gotta they get to do that 
Like, they don't got to choose, you know, like, oh, hey, Comic-Con's here or another convention's down there. No, dude. They're like, oh, I'm going to Disneyland today. I guess I'm going to dress up, you know, like the teapots from Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I would dress up as Cinderella's left slipper, um, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm still stuck on Fat Life. Uh, it's. Well, can you say you're? I, say I, I may or may not have renewed my subscription. I'm sorry. Uh, continue, Drew. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying. Like, I, I do. I think it's really, like, really. That's that's what it is. But for especially for a lot of adults, I, I honestly, it makes me feel like it's just a 24/7 convention for Disney fans. Like, they literally can just. They don't have to wait for a day, you know, to to find a place where they can get merch or meet like animators or whatever no they just go to disneyland <laughs> there you go it's, it's pretty dope just there yeah it's pretty unique in that way where like it just <laughs> it's the playground for people who really like disney and if you want to pay like 400 bucks for the year like you can go a lot and it's like you'll you'll get your money's worth for sure yeah i, I think the annual passes are a bit more expensive though than that but yeah i think it's like closer to 600 oh okay yeah okay yeah just just want to clarify you know just so that listeners chris, don't get excited wow shit. chris can you like can you relate to this whole craze like would you buy an annual pass are you like a big disney guy uh well the thing is man i live in the bay area and disneyland oh, is kind of far <laughs> um and so i don't think i'd get my money's worth but i mean if i did live close i i i guess i could see it it's just like you know i i would rather just get a season pass for six flags you know mm, so you're a thrill ride guy uh no nah, i just don't care too much for disney um uh, okay. but but hey six flags doesn't have the turkey legs so that might tip me over oh they don't yeah they don't uh, you can just go to Universal Studios then, Chris. Ah, oh, there you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, there's a yeah. big, really big turkey leg. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, Harry I'm, Potter. I called land. the. I called the Uber. I called the Uber. I'll be down there. <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's a couple things. So. Well, one thing I think is a little bit strange, a little bit weird, is a lot of the interactions online for the Disney community are about the parks and about like in-person gatherings and about like physical things like pins and all that stuff. It seems like a lot of the interactions online for Disney fans are like, I don't know, it all like eventually needs to go, it needs to hit the point where people just visit the parks because it's like you can't just look at the parks and just like look at all these awesome photos and these pins and these people having these experiences and not want to go yourself and it's like these these people are like almost doing the advertising for disney and it's kind of weird like how strong of a like a job disney has done in like creating their stories like building these amazing like narratives around their characters and doing all this cool stuff making sure their customer service is like really good at the parks so that people like are really encouraged to go and tell people about it i think that's something that like not a lot of companies do a good job at they don't just like write on the reputation they're actively like trying to stay on top yeah no that's that's a fascinating thing i think compared to the rest of the communities that we've looked at maybe aside from furries um is that like this this community uh the the reason that it really fits with our whole weird internet uh kind of aim here is that it's it's one of those communities that has such a strong presence both online and in person like it is almost one in the same like the people that you will meet in this community online you will very like if they're a very active member you will highly highly likely meet these people at one of these parks just yeah i mean specifically disneyland sorry like that's just how integrated the the communities are on this um in this specific kind of fandom i guess hmm yeah another thing chris i want to get your opinion on this man Mm -hmm. so disney the whole tagline is like you know disneyland is the most magical place on earth the happiest place on earth (laughs) 
Yes. And people from all different walks of life. Every like dude, this like Disney fans are so incredibly diverse. And they're all like going and visiting the parks or dreaming of visiting these parks. I'm curious about what you think. Do you think Disney is the epitome of woke capitalism? Like, do you think they're just pandering to every demographic possible just to maximize what? that sweet, cold, hard cash? Or do they actually, like, have principles beyond profits? Bro, the mouse has no morals. The mouse <laughs> is the culmination of capitalistic motive by Bob Iger and his whole cabal of Disney executives. Um... I honestly, th- I, I mean, at the end of the day, look, it's it's a company, right? Like, they're, they're here to make money, and they do a very good job of it. Um, I think we just have a very good perception of them as a company because we tie up so much of our upbringing and all of our nostalgic, you know, mm. y- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have very yeah. positive feelings about Disney as a brand, but the reason that we feel that way is because Bob Iger... And his, you know, his whole gang have drilled themselves into your brain. They have tricked you. They have tricked you into thinking that paying however much you said, like $800 or whatever for season pass, probably even more now, is a good idea and that you should do it. And that they have tricked you into thinking that making Disneyland your personality is a good, healthy, and positive thing. Homie, you're 25 years old. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know if it's ethical, woke capitalism. It's just capitalism. Oh, they just do it very well and brand it very well. The ultimate Disney gang, the Bob Iger stands. Yep, Bob oh, Iger stands. Bob Iger stands. Once you're, once you're worshipping corporate Disney, that, that's when you know you're, you're lost. Like, it's, it's done. Uh, oh, watch your mouth about Bob Iger there. <laughs> well, well then, I think, I think it's about time fellas to dive into rating time what do you guys think yes should oh, yeah. i go first or yeah sure chris take it away all right what do i think of this community well okay compared to some of our other communities i don't think it's as weird um there's certainly a lot worse things you could be doing than hanging out in disneyland having fun with other you know weird disneyland fans um that being said it it's not necessarily weird but it's impressive just how like pervasive this community is and how like like you said jarell like how present it is both online and um physically um and so you know what i I, I want to give this community a five, and normally I would have given it like a two because it's not that weird, but I'll give it a couple extra points just because it's just so big and culturally relevant. And so, yeah, I give it a five. Um, and yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what your guys' ratings are. Mm, all right, I'll, I'll leave your rating, Hondra, for last just so I can, you know, put my little takes here. <laughs> Yuck. Um, but yeah, I would actually give this community a bit higher of a score. And I think it's because of proximity reasons. Um, I would likely give it a seven, um, definitely on the weirder end. Um, and biggest thing here, biggest thing here is that like people are obsessed. Like they're obsessed with this lifestyle. They're obsessed with the quote unquote magic. Uh, I have an enormous bias just because of so many friends that have wanted to work there. So many friends that uh, literally live and breathe Disney that I think it's kind of unhealthy. And because of unhealthy reasons, uh, I give it a higher score that, you know, I'm bumping it up. Um, and also because of the pervasiveness of just the the physicality as well. Like they've, they've it, it's encompassed their entire lives. Like not only is it their social media, but also uh, that's what they want to do every day. Like, that's what it is. Like I, I honestly think that it does deserve a higher score of seven. Just just because I I think it's definitely um just based on who who's a part of the community. Yeah, just one hundred percent. Like y'all are y'all are old and y'all need to stop being so obsessed with um with 
with magic at your age. <laughs> God damn. All right. Tough room. Tough room. Um, although I'd be inclined to agree. No, I'm not. I'm actually going to... I'm going to try to... Okay, so zero would be like... So far, Ravelry is like the closest we've gotten to zero, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're like... Zero is like Ravelry minus the Trump stuff that we talked about. And then like 10... We haven't even hit a 10. What no. was the closest to 10? I think, like a fat life? I, nah, I, not no, even a fat life. life was actually... Pr- we actually did... Furries? Yeah, I, I I think the one that got closest to a 10 was... Um, what's the word for it? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Furries and Wall Street Bets got pretty close. Wall Street Bets. Okay. The reason I bring all these things up is because I've, I've yet to see... A community that brings together so many different other communities furries you got your you got your 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 voice actors oh you got like your knitters even like a lot of disney like beanies and all that stuff so many different you got your business people you got people selling pins you got people making their own businesses off of that making their own tv show spinoffs and all of this stuff, here's the ge- the most genius part, is that all of it is literally just advertising. It's just advertising for Disney. And I have to say, as much as I, I hate tipping my hat to capitalism, I gotta, I gotta give Disney some props here. Like, they got some really, really strong branding. Strongest, like, that I've probably ever seen. It's pretty ridiculous. And the fact that, like, people will just, like, just willingly give free advertising to disney just be like hey yeah here's here's like more money here's more like streams of revenue for you disney i think that's pretty fucking weird and it's unprompted too it's like totally unsolicited (laughs) and it's just like it's just it's purely because they just love disney and it's like for for elon stands for example they'll promote tesla because first of all they want like financial gains or maybe they want like they want elon to notice them but for this it's just like I just like Disney and I want to share my photos of me at Disney because I want likes, but also because I had a good time. And it's like, shit, dude, when it, Disney is never going to fucking die, like there's just no way. And I think for that reason, like that is pretty unique. I'm going to have to give it an eight out of 10. Hey, wow. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty like just the strength of their branding and like how brainwashed people seem, not even brainwashed, but they're just enjoying themselves. They got what they wanted and Disney gets what Disney wants. And I don't see Disney ever, ever going out of business for that reason. Interesting. Wow. That's, uh, that's an amazing. So we have a six, right, Chris? Nah, five. Oh, you gave it a five. Okay. Yep. I gave it a seven. Did I give it a seven? Yeah, I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. I, you did? Yeah. And then Hondra gave it tw- uh, eight. Yeah, I gave it a 20. <laughs> so we got a, we got a, we got a weird internet rating score of... Beep, boop, beep, boop. 6.66666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666
Uh, and for me, uh, you know, there's only a couple things I want to say, uh, and that being a one, uh, just have a good time, you know, like no judgment, just have a good time. But two, uh, just know there's a lot of cameras in Disneyland when you have a good time. Uh, just oh my god, all that's actually super duper true. It's uh, the surveillance state of Bob Iger. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, dude, that's how they get off. That's part of the that's part of the gang gang initiation ta- tactic, dude. Nah, dude, they don't need that tower on top of the, t- on top oh of the tower. Oh my god, no, they got so the, right. they already got them cameras, homie. <laughs> they got uh, the cams. Anyways, wonderful, wonderful final thoughts. Uh, and we'll dive into the outro now. And that was the Disney Superfans episode of the Weird Internet Podcast. Uh, If we missed a Disneyland subculture you wish we included, please let us know. Uh, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, and Anchor, and visit us at our website, polyecon.com. That's poly with a Y, not an I. Uh, But anyways, in our next episode, we're going to discuss a community where people enjoy watching uh, people ejaculating fluids from their bodies and sometimes mm, using did fat life <laughs> and sometimes using special instruments to do so and no it isn't drell myself forearm adjacent okay so get that image out of your head we're not talking about knitting uh we're talking about <laughs> nip what's that Pimp- ah yes pimple popping yes that's right the pimple popping community is our next community. Aren't you excited, Chris? Aren't you excited, Hondro? This is going to be mm. such a fun community for Sounds us. Sounds juicy. Oh. <laughs> One might say even a little oily, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Whoa. Anyways, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Today was a great episode. Thank you all listeners for joining us on this journey called Disney Superfans. And please join us next week for our next episode on the pimple popping community. Uh, Take care, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See you next week. Peace.